0: This is Viewpoint on RockNetty 8.5. If you have missed any part of Viewpoint and want more information, please visit rock95.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of RockNetty 8.5 and Hoosier AM FM radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Viewpoint. Today we look back at Friday's press conference with state officials on the COVID 19 situation in the state of Indiana. We start with State Health Officer Dr. Christina Box.
1: Good afternoon, Hoosiers. Today we reported 521 additional COVID-19 cases in the state of Indiana, which brings to the total of number of Hoosiers that are known to have COVID 33,558. We unfortunately saw an additional 40 confirmed deaths. To date, 1,946 Hoosiers have died of COVID-19, and another 164 are believed to have died from this disease based on their clinical diagnosis. We also have seen nearly 249,000 Hoosiers get tested for COVID-19, which is up from 208,000 just a week ago. This includes nearly 27,000 from our statewide testing sites, still running about a 5% positivity rate with our statewide testing sites. Many sites still have capacity. Let me repeat that. Many sites still have capacity. So if you are a business and you're concerned about your workers' health, or an individual returning to work, or an individual with symptoms, or an individual who who is at high risk, use these sites so that we can maximize this testing. We continue to maintain our ICU bed and ventilator capacity with nearly 38% of our ICU beds and nearly 83% of our ventilators currently available. About 16% of our ICU beds are occupied by COVID patients, and about 5% of ventilators are being occupied by COVID patients. We have the latest data from our partners at Regenstreif to share regarding hospitalization and recovery. We looked at 32,548 cases. Of those, about 26 percent visited the emergency department, down slightly from one week ago. A total of 5,678 were hospitalized, which remained steady at about 18 percent of all the positive cases. Of those who were hospitalized, 21 percent were admitted to the ICU, which is down slightly from the prior week. 72 percent of patients have been discharged. Of the remaining 28 percent, nearly 18 percent are known to have died while they were hospitalized. The remainder are still hospitalized. Regenstrief also estimates that 63 percent of patients have recovered, which is an increase from 60 percent last week. I also want to remind Hoosiers that Phase 2 of the IU Fairbanks School of Public Health research study starts next Wednesday. Hoosiers may have already received a postcard inviting them to participate, or an email, or a text with a message from Governor Holcomb. These are legitimate invitations, and we ask you to please participate, even if you've already been tested. We need your participation to ensure the researchers accurately capture the scope of COVID-19 across our state. We expect to see the next analysis of these results the week of June 22nd. Finally, I want to correct some misinformation that I've seen circulating about COVID-19. Some people think that this is only a disease of elderly people because of the terrible toll that we have seen that this is taken in our elderly age group. I want to remind you that 45% of individuals tested in the first wave of the Fairbanks study were actually asymptomatic for no, and they had no symptoms of COVID-19. I also want to point out that anyone can be at risk at covid of getting COVID-19. In fact, 31% of our cases, nearly 92% of our deaths, are among people aged 60 or older. But 34% of cases were the ages 40 to 60. That means another third are under the age of 40, including 19%, or nearly one in five, who are under the age of 30. If you think this risk is over, you're incorrect. And the choices you make today could put someone else at risk of serious illness or even death in the future. So please, continue to wear your mask and practice social distancing, no matter what your age is. We also are getting a lot of questions from places that want to hold big events with thousands of people after July the 4th. I want to caution Hoosiers that this is an evolving situation that we're still monitoring every day. The five-stage plan to reopen Indiana depends on the data that we receive. And as the Governor has said, we will make adjustments based on what those numbers tell us. Currently, our guidelines allow for gatherings of up to 100 people. The plan at this time is to allow gatherings of over 250 after July the 4th, but remember That's dependent on how well we do as a state over the next month. And it still requires us to follow CDC social distancing guidelines. And so I ask people to remember that we are working toward a new normal that will not look like things did even six months ago. And we still need to take steps to protect our most vulnerable Hoosiers. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Dr. Box. Um, Secretary Schellinger, Dr. Box always and rightly has focused on how the COVID 19 has adversely affected our lives, and, your, and uh, your Chief of Staff, Luke Basso, are focused on our livelihoods, how those are both intertwined, and you've got some good updates on where we are on that front.
0: I do, Governor. Thank you, and good afternoon. On behalf of the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, we know that this continues to be such a difficult and challenging time for our businesses all across the state, uh, employees and employers alike. And and that's why it's such an honor today to join the Governor uh, to talk about several relief and recovery resources that are available to Hoosier businesses throughout the state. But first I want to update you on the Paycheck Protection Program that's offered by the Small Business Administration an amazing program that is helping with disaster assistance. To date, Indiana businesses have received more than 70,000 Paycheck Protection Program loans totaling for almost $9.5 billion. Uh, small businesses coming from all around the state have received PPP loans, and, encourage, and we encourage you to continue to do so, as there's still $189 billion available through the uh, Paycheck Protection Program at the federal government level. So contact your local banks, your credit unions, contact the Small Business Administration of the federal government, or contact the Small Business Development Centers at IDC and we'll help you through that process. It's a quick process and the money is made available very quickly. In addition, we received 5,000 economic disaster loans totaling more than 40, $445 million for our businesses through the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, and we received more than 38,000 loan advances through the Economic Injury Disaster Program Loan Program totaling more than $136 million. And today I'm pleased to announce a new program that's available to eligible Hoosiers, small businesses, that we refer to as the Small Business Restart Fund, which is recommended by our Indiana Economic Relief and Recovery Team. Governor Holcomb has approved $30 million from the Federal CARES Act to support small businesses in restart grants. These are grants, they're not loans. Helping accelerate the speed of economic recovery activity by providing working capital to cover certain expenses related to the pandemic. This program is designed for businesses that are unable to secure the Paycheck Protection Loan Program for any number of reasons. Small businesses with fewer than 50 people that do less than 500 or $5 million in revenue are eligible for this program. If you've had a 40% drop in revenue, you will be eligible to be reimbursed for up to 80% of qualified expenses such as rent, mortgage payments, uh, utilities lease payments, real or personal property and safety investments such as PPE and infrastructure. Eligible small businesses must demonstrate that they've had a revenue loss of at least 40 percent and if you do you will be eligible for up to twenty five hundred dollars a month for four months or a total of ten thousand dollars. For small businesses that have experienced a drop in eighty percent of revenue you will receive up to five thousand dollars a month again up to ten thousand dollars maximum. Of the the $30 million that's allocated for this uh, Back It Startup Fund, uh, $5 million of it will be dedicated and reserved for certified minority businesses and women-owned businesses. But again, you can access this by going to back uh, track backontrack.in Gov. But I want to again emphasize uh, please uh, look at applying for the personal protection loan program. It's a great program, and again, it's a grant that you don't have to pay back if you keep your employees retained. So we want to maximize those so that we can maximize this startup program for small businesses to those that are not eligible for the paycheck protection program. Additionally, I wanted to note that the Small, businesses develop- the small Business Development Center has received nearly 3.7 billion million million of U.S. small businesses uh, from the US Small Business Administration uh, through the CARES Act to support uh, increased resources for Hoosier entrepreneurs and small businesses over the next 18 months. This is almost double what we normally receive in that funding uh, of the annual Federal Fund of Appropriations. And this is going to enable the small business development centers in Indiana to increase at no cost services such as counseling and training for our small businesses uh, that are impacted by the COVID-19 virus. And pandemic, financial assistance, e-commerce, business adaptation and innovation, and disaster resilience and reopening plans. The services will be delivered through our 10 small business development centers throughout the state and again contact backontrack.in.gov. We're excited about this program and we're here for you to continue to help you uh, thrive during these very very tough and challenging times. And with that I'd like to turn it over to my chief of staff Lou Basso who wants to, uh, to to announce some other uh, updates with our PPE program.
3: Thank you, Secretary. Thank you, Governor. Uh, Luke Basso, Chief of Staff, IEDC. As you both often say, Indiana has long been a great place to make things, grow things, and move things. Many things have been changing the competitive landscape, especially in the manufacturer sector, manufacturing sector with the introduction of smart manufacturing trends. This is why our team has worked hard over the last year to design creative programs to support Hoosier businesses. Then the COVID pandemic happened, introducing new sets of disruptive factors like unreliable supply chain, shortage of critical medical supplies. With a new set of facts and an even higher sense of urgency, our team team recast several programs. And today I'm pleased to announce the Economic Activity, Stabilization and Enhancement Program, otherwise known as EASE. In response to the global COVID-19 pandemic, the Indiana Economic Development Board of Directors approved $10 million that are designed to support Hoosier manufacturers for a new set of challenges. These programs will launch later this year and are intended to be long-term solutions for the state's manufacturing industry. EASE encompasses three initiatives, all designed to stimulate manufacturing investments and Hoosier operations. These three initiatives include A new, smart, and advanced manufacturing focus focus fund, which will make early stage investments and provide entrepreneurship resources to Indiana manufacturing focused startups. Manufacturing readiness grants, managed in partnership with Connexus Indiana, will provide matching grants of up to $200,000 to companies. To be eligible for the grant, companies must commit to modernizing their operations with smart technology and process, or invest in healthcare manufacturing technology such as making PPE. Finally, a smart manufacturing studio lab, which will provide lab space and access to state-of-the-art manufacturing equipment. The IEDC is excited for these programs to launch and to continue to help Indiana's economy grow. Now, I will provide you with an update on the PPE in the marketplace. To date, the state has ordered more than 18.9 million pieces of PPE, and we have received over 15 million pieces. I would like to thank Midwest Constructors, which has joined our growing list of businesses and organizations helping with the state receiving the proper PPE. As for the Marketplace, we have now received and delivered over 25,000 orders statewide. If you are still having issues finding PPE, please utilize the Marketplace to help your business reopen safely and reopen on time. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Um, Exciting stuff. Uh, Fred, you have your weekly Department of Workforce Development update. Thank you, Governor. So as we have seen, our our weekly claims filings have uh, declined week over week since our peak back in March. For the week ending May 23rd, we saw 26,278 initial claims filed. We've also seen a total of 1.3 million uh, unemployment insurance payments made in the month of May, totaling close to $1 billion. Since March, our unemployment insurance program has paid out $1.79 billion. The breakdown includes $519 million in state funds and $1.3 billion in federal funds. Our added technology and staff have helped us to continue uh, to reduce the call wait time in our call center. Over the past four-plus weeks, the call wait time has been reduced by 75 percent. We continue to average 80 to 85 percent of claims going from filing to payment within our average of 21 uh, days. Uh, We've done this by utilizing our focus plan on maximizing automation and technology and increased staff and maturing that staff to handle the more difficult claims. Those claims that go beyond 21 days uh, require more experienced adjudicators to work through the processing. Our responsibility is to ensure that every single Hoosier who's eligible for unemployment benefits receive payments. We'll continue to work to do that. I was reminded earlier this week just how important public awareness of fraud is in our last uh, press conference. So I wanted to spend just a couple of minutes talking about fraud. Fraud has always been an unfortunate part of any transactional system that involves payment. Our unemployment insurance system is no different. We have certain processes and checks and balances in place uh, to avoid fraud. But our best allies in our defense against fraud are claimants, and employers. As a claimant and as an employer, if you see something suspicious, let us know. While no system is 100% foolproof, we take precautions to make sure that our system is protected to the best of our ability. With your help, we have and will continue to thwart fraud attempts. But here are a few tips that you can help us with. A few tips to help avoid fraud. One, avoid sending personal information like complete social security numbers and dates of births. Uh, Avoid sending those things to groups of people uh, via email. Avoid sending similar information or posting it um, on social media. And avoid disclosing banking information. All of us can play a part in preventing fraud. As a reminder, our agency is responsible for connecting individuals to resources. Those resources include job training, connecting them to jobs, connecting employers uh, to a skilled and educated workforce, in addition to uh, what's most prevalent with us right now, and most important, is connecting individuals uh, to their unemployment insurance benefits. Along the job front, we continue to have virtual job fairs for jobs throughout the state. If you missed one of those job fairs and are interested uh, in catching some of the back recordings, you can catch them or follow us or look at them on our website at dwd.in.gov. We'll also share more information in the future with you uh, regarding our Rapid Recovery Action Plan for opportunities to support Hoosiers securing jobs and growing their skills and developing talent. In closing... I'd just like to remind us that we've seen hundreds of thousands of claims filed while we're seeing over $2 billion or close to $2 billion uh, in payments made. We'll continue to work through all claims filed, make payments to every eligible Hoosier, but we'll also continue to help Hoosiers seeking additional training and jobs so we can ensure that we come out of this pandemic in a better position than we came into it. Thank you, Governor.
0: This has been Viewpoint on Rock 90 8.5. If you have missed any part of Viewpoint, visit rock985.com to hear it in its entirety. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Rock ninety eight point five 8.5 and Hoosier AM FM radio.